There's no need to wait, geeks. We are back. This is the Active Geek Podcast with your hosts, Jim and Chuck. But Chuck is not present today. Uh, as mentioned in our last episode, uh, I said we were going to have a special guest. And uh, if you've been listening at home, you've probably guessed us. Our special guest is friend of the podcast, Dan. Hey, Dan. Hey, hey. Uh, now, that voice is familiar to uh, our diehard listeners because you were on our casting, fan casting the MCU episode many moons ago. Um the studio has kind of evolved a little bit. We have a tablecloth on our table now, which is fantastic. I think last year we didn't even have a table. Moving uh, on up. Yeah, man. Uh, 2020. Uh, but this episode is episode 194. Um, one, I can't believe that uh, we've gone this far. And uh, we got a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about a trailer. We're going to talk about The Witcher, the full Witcher review. I know Chuck's a little upset, uh, but... With Chuck on here, it could have got like podcast after dark. Yeah. Once we started talking about Yennefer, and it could have got real, real fun, uh, real, real nasty too. But and then we're gonna talk. Um, we have a little special fan cast since uh, in honor of your last episode. Uh, we're gonna do a little fan cast of the the main characters from Supernatural, one of your favorite TV shows. Uh, one of them. Yep. Yeah. So um, before we do that, I want to talk about something. You just had a uh, well, your wife just had a baby, so congratulations. Yeah, thanks. Um, are you a, a, a father who reads books to their children? I do it once in a while. Okay. And Monica does it more often. Okay. Um, I'm going to plug a book. Uh, I It was it was fate that you came into, into play. Um, because I want to plug a book because a friend of mine wrote a book. Uh, a friend a friend of mine's wife, but she is my friend. You'll know. You know my friend. So it's uh, called Where's Clyde Bear? Okay. It's available on Amazon Kindle Unlimited. Um, and it's written by a.m.bbout. So my brother from another mother, Jesse, his wife wrote a child's book. Oh, um, nice. And it's uh, 15 pages of pure joy, pure uh, camaraderie. It's about a little girl and her bear playing hide-and-go-seek. But the good thing about it is there doesn't have to be gender roles, right? You could you could switch in your baby, and it could be a boy playing with his bear. So, you know, if you have a Kindle, I recommend that. Um, and if anybody else has a Kindle, read it. Uh, where is Clyde Bear? I'll be checking that out. Yeah, man. Um, I want to have a kid just to read it. Honestly, I'm reading it to my cats right now. <laughs> but I, I actually saw the artwork and everything. And she, the the woman who did the artwork is phenomenal. And Ani is amazing. So it's really good that she uh, put together this book. And I want to support my friends as much as possible. So uh, where's Clyde Bear? By A.M. B-E-B-O-U-T. So I just want to thank you for being here and being a brand yeah, new thanks father. Thanks for having me. To have a, you, I mean, you have a thousand kids now. Uh, who would have thought, man? Uh, <laughs> I, I, I could tell stories from our, our childhood uh, that never would have imagined you had three children. Uh, well, two, yeah, three kids. You have three yeah, kids. Yeah, three, three. Yeah. Um, which is, it blows my mind still. I think about it. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Uh, but, man, uh, you are, and for the listeners that uh, who haven't haven't listened to you before, you are my oldest friend. Yeah, I Yeah, am. we go back to... Oh my God, junior high. Junior high. Which is fantastic. And who would have thought that 25 years later, something like that, uh, we would be podcasting about, uh, you know, mutants and monsters and uh, supernatural. Man, this is a. Everything my kids watch right now. Yeah. And you know what? It kind of. It, it's crazy how it fits in that we're talking mutants and monsters today. It's a very supernatural episode uh, because we're talking The Witcher and New Mutants. That's the trailer. And uh, I want to talk about New Mutants because. Um, I know you're a movie fan. You're yeah. Uh, between you and my friend Dion, you two are um, my go-tos. You watch uh, more or close to the same amount of movies that I watch. That's what happens with me when I have kids. That's yeah, all I got time for. And a fire stick. But yep. <laughs> <laughs> but you watch just enough movies to talk about 
movies and the trailers come out. Chuck watches a ton of movies too, but we, and we have podcasts and we talk about movies all the time. I need friends besides my podcast buddies, um, but besides Tom and Chuck to talk about movies and new mutants. I remember it came out. The trailer came out. I wrote it down. It was, um, October 13th, 2017, that little teaser trailer that Josh Boone and company released. And, uh, to go back in time a little bit, um, are you a Harry Potter fan? Yeah. And my wife's a big Harry Potter fan. Great. What's your house? Mine is house, uh, Gryffindor. All right. So you're a Gryffindor. Um, so I was doing some YouTube stuff way, way, many, 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 many moons ago. And, uh, I'm Hufflepuff and always, always going to be a Hufflepuff. So don't give me that look. Uh, but then I was like adopted to this YouTube group, uh, led by someone who more or less is the qualities of Slytherin. Yeah. Right. So when this came out, uh, this was one of the first things that we reacted on was the new mutants trailer. And when I first saw the trailer, the teaser, I was like, holy crap, like, this is going to be amazing. Uh, it's horror. It's scary. Uh, it's got some fan favorites. Like that's peak game of Thrones, peak stranger things. And, yeah. and split was coming out too. So you had Anja Taylor joy. And I was like, this is going to be fantastic. And then it like, it, it went away. It was like, yeah, Fox doesn't want to do it. Uh, it's getting pushed back to August of 19. And then Fox gets bought by the mouse. I remember it got pushed back again to April of last year. Yeah. And then you just didn't hear anything for a while. Yeah. And then it was like, what's going to happen to New Mutants? Uh, it was rumored it was going to go to Disney Plus. It was rumored it was going to go to Hulu. And then Disney bought Fox. And it was like, yeah, we're going to... Uh, we're going to put this out. Like Josh Boone came out and was like, we have Disney's blessing to put this out. And the main thing, and we'll talk about the trailer. Um, the main thing that happened is that they lost the main lead. They lost their villain. And it's Mr. Sinister and it was played by John Hamm, which could have changed the the paradigm for the X-Men universe that we knew with Fox. Because yeah. Mr. Sinister is a total badass. Love him. Iconic. Uh, a lot of people, Boss Logic is wants Keanu, but everybody wants Keanu for everything. Um but this movie, Josh Boone directs it. And do you know a Josh Boone movie? Not off the top of my head. Fault in Our Stars. Did you ever see that? Yes. Yes. It's okay. You can be honest. You're a safe zone. You're in the <laughs> yeah, yeah, comfort yeah, yeah. Co co cocoon. Um, the beginning stages of our relationship. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> he uh, he did that. That was one of his only things. It was oh, yeah. uh, Fault in Our Stars and uh, New Mutants. But the cast is what got me. Because it's a bunch of like hot teens that like not teen like not like 17 i'm not a creep but like hot young actors and actresses that are like oh we're pretty popular they got anya taylor joy who plays magic uh, Maisie williams who plays wolfbane charlie heaton plays cannonball blue hunt who i'd never heard of but she's been in the originals plays danielle moonstar henry zaga who i have never heard of either but he was in 13 reasons why and i've watched all the seasons of it i still don't know who he is he plays Sunst sunspot and then antonio Banderas is in it which um I mean, this might be a spoiler, but he only appears in the end credit scene from what I'm reading. So, like, that's a hot, like, he's not even the villain. Like, he's a villain, but he's not the big villain. The The villain that we're seeing in this is a, a character called Demon Bear, which is a crazy, crazy name. But it also kind of says, like, this movie is not just a new mute movie, but it's a Danielle Moonstar movie. Yeah. Uh, because she's a Native American superhero who can kind of, like, project all this stuff. So, you see the trailer. What do you think of it? I actually like it. At first, when I saw the teaser, I was like, where are they going to go with this? But then when I saw the relaunch of the actual trailer itself, yeah. I was like, okay, I can get into this. Yeah, man. They're pulling like, it's very horror, very like they're pulling. It's kind of like, 
early Shutter Island vibes a little bit. Yeah. Not like not in the sense that like it's gonna be like a who done it and like at the end you're like, oh, I don't know if I like this movie. It's like they're coming through the walls and it's it's very institutional and that's what I love about it. It's like I don't even know where to go with it, but I love it. Um, the character, the casting looks great. Um, it's fun that you know you're getting some some newer actors like uh, Henry Zaga and a Blue Hunt that you may or may not know, and you're going with these famous, more famous actors. And I think this is this is kind of like a blessing in disguise for this movie. Yeah, uh, Game of Thrones is over, so Maisie Williams, who has a huge fan base, is going to be thirsty for Maisie. Right? They're going to yeah. be like, I need to get more Maisie, and she hasn't done anything. You know what I mean? Since GOT. So now she's got this. This is her first thing since Game of Thrones. So we get to finally see her and we get to see her as the badass Wolfsbane. Uh, do you know a lot about the, the New Moons? I know a little bit about it. Just not too much. Yeah, they predate us. Yeah. Uh, 1982, September, I believe they came out. And, uh, you know, magic is probably the most recognizable one. Uh, because she's been seen with, uh, you know, she Lockheed is her her little dragon pet that yeah. uh, Shadowcat usually hangs out with, but she's the sister of Colossus, and it's kind of weird because like you got uh, you got Brazilian, you've got Scottish, you've got Russian, and I don't think any of the actors and actresses playing them are Brazilian. Like I think Anya Taylor Joy is like Argentinian, yeah, and she's playing uh, a Russian, but her Russian accent sounded amazing. It sounded good from what I heard. Yeah, and like the the character like progressions you're seeing, like you saw Danny go uh, a little Danny. Like you saw her like inside her mind. She's seeing these like it kind of looks like um, you ever see the it's on YouTube. Like they always show these ads for like the happy sunny side up killers or whatever. It kind of looks like that with like their smiley face mask, like kind of like Slender Man vibe. Um, and then you got Wolfsbane actually going full Wolfsbane. Yeah. Which was cool. Like, you're not seeing her as a wolf yet, but you're seeing Rain as... You're seeing just enough. Yeah, like, the, the W pops up on her neck. She gets, like, hairy. She starts looking like me. And I'm like, oh, man, this is... I, it's a rough transition. Like, I've had a crazy beard, and I still do. Um, and then Charlie Heaton, it's it's good for the Stranger Things fan. Yeah, because Stranger Things isn't out right now. Exactly. They're still worried about the, doing the fourth movie uh, show, I mean. Yep. And it gives it gives him just enough of him. You get the same shirtless, his <laughs> skinny body. He's frail, man. He is yeah. super frail. I now, I like the cast, but you know who I could have seen them put there, who's a little hotter than like hotter as far as a name and like he's a more attractive character or who? person. Um, Cole Sprouse from uh, uh, Riverdale, Jughead. Okay, yeah, yeah, Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. I think that that was them. Yes, uh, I could see him because he, him, and Charlie Heaton kind of. They kind of remind me of each other. Like Charlie Heaton is like the like the uh, the meth head version of Cole Sprouse. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, but as far as the trailer goes, man, there's actually uh, like as you know, I watch a lot of wrestling. Yes, and uh, Jungle Boy actually mentioned something because his father was on uh, Riverdale. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, and he mentioned that he thought of the same thing that he sh- that he should have been in the in the movie. Yeah. And then that just made me think of this. And I was like, why didn't they do it? But, great, great minds. Uh, yeah. Maybe they couldn't afford Cole Sprouse. Maybe. And like this, I mean, this was 2007. Well, maybe his schedules just yeah. didn't line up for him to be able to do it. Cause you gotta think Riverdale, it, it's a CW joint. So it probably shoots in Vancouver and flying across the country. I don't know where this was shot. Yeah. Looks like West Virginia. Like, but the thing that gets me about this, uh, the main thing was Valkyrie. Uh, or yeah, well, Anya Taylor Joy, not Mal Valkyrie, Magic, who um, when you see her 
sorting up and like you're like oh man did it give you like horror hunger games vibes a little bit where she like where she's touching the 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 cgi screen yeah yeah i was like oh like when i thought when i thought the trailer watching it it just made me think of x-men meets like a horror house yeah absolutely do you think that this is going to be a a movie that can kind of sustain itself with within the marvel universe or is this a one shot i think it could sustain itself or maybe branch off to where you see him after this going to other movies okay because like i think like this is a kind of a tough tough sell right yeah it's been so long since we saw the trailer which was received so highly and then this comes out and you don't know the future of like if the fox property if like if this cast is going to go over to the mcu but when i look at it it's perfect timing i was talking to a buddy of mine who said that you know, Scott Derrickson dropped out of Doctor Strange too, yeah. right? He's not directing it. And it was over creative dis- differences. And you kind of think like it's a horror movie. It was meant to be a horror movie. But Kevin Feige said, no, it's not a horror movie. What What's it going to be? So maybe this is that chance and that that first kind of horror vibe superhero movie to make it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's probably the first horror-ish, vibe-ish kind of movie since Blade. Right? It's fair to say, right? Yeah. That was the last thing that was kind of dark and creepy. And, and that was over, like, what, 10 years ago? Oh, more than that, probably, right? Yeah. 10 years ago was Wesley Snipes in jail. Oh, wow. Um, I don't know what this one. I, I'm very excited for it. I'm hoping that it, it makes it. This is a definite theater movie, movie for me. Yeah. Like, opening night for me, because, I mean, obviously, I want to see this. And for Christmas, I just got, like, a few gift cards, so... Man, it... it perfect time, and... Everybody got gift cards. Me, <laughs> you, Chuck. We got one. Chelsea and I got one just out of a whim. Like, it was, like, oh, yeah? we're at a white elephant uh, party, and we picked it, and it was like, ooh. Yeah. And I think we're actually I, I opened it, it up, they're like, I, ca- I didn't know what to get you, and I know you, you watch a lot of movies, so they're like, so we just got you two $25 gift cards. I was like, thanks would, so much. Hell yeah, right? <laughs> Movies are expensive. Yeah. And you got a whole tribe that you need to go to. Yeah. 50 bucks is probably half your family. <laughs> and that's just the tickets. Yeah, exactly. And then you got to go there and sm- get their smorgasbord of food. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Do you think with uh, with the possibility of what I've read on Wikipedia, with Antonio Banderas only appearing in the secret scene, do you think that this kind of leads into a sequel or this is, is just going to be dead in the water? I know it kind of it's kind of the same question I just asked. It, it, it could lead into a sequel or they feel like uh, when it comes out, there's no traction yeah. with people seeing it. I think it could lead into a new movie or, like I said before, a branch off with whoever he plays. Okay. Yeah, I'm curious to see who he plays. Like, I know... I feel like if they go Mr. Sinister as um, as Antonio Banderas is kind of the cheap way out because you have you had John Hamm. Yeah. And not knocking Antonio Banderas. I think he's a great actor. But I feel like you don't just want to retread characters because then it was like it, it would kind of just kind of feel stale. I would say give him somebody completely different. Um, you know, I like Onslaught and all like Apocalypse. I like all those guys. But yeah. Make it kind of like an obscure X-Men character. At this point, and let him be like it seems like he's the puppet or puppet master to Demon Bear. Maybe you can kind of allude that he's the puppet master in a, in a grander scheme of things. Yeah, I, I just hope that they didn't do it just to keep the character there. Yeah, because it would have been just better off having somebody better off with there. Yeah, than just like go out on a whim and just put him in that spot. Yeah, like oh, who, we've never seen Antonio Banderas in so long. Let's get him. I I don't know, man. It's uh, it's something that it's exciting. It's a uh, it's our bridge since the Dark Phoenix, um, which was a trash movie Ugh. to begin with. 
I don't know. I, I think that this might be the the best X Men movie since Days of Future Past in my mind. Yes. And that that discounts the Wolverine, and I'm gonna dis- I'm gonna take them out. Uh, you know, Logan, all that stuff, Deadpool. Um, I'm very excited because this, if done right, and if this makes a lot of money, this could be our first introduction into the MCU of mutants. Yes. And it can kind of explain like where they were during the uh, go into like the end game and stuff like that. Yeah. So I'm I'm very very excited for this uh, trailer for me. Is a solid five. I don't. We don't rank trailers, but sometimes when I talk about things, I like to rank it. It's absolutely a solid five for me. I'd probably give it like a four and a half. All right. Just just because I just want to see where they go with Antonio Banderas. Yeah. In the scene, it makes it look like he's not even in the movie. Like he's not even mentioned. Uh, I don't even think they say any of the the actors or actresses' names. They're like, you know this character, you know that girl, but like Anya Taylor Joy, she looks different in every movie I've seen her in. So I'm like, oh, is that the girl from Split or is that the girl from, you know, something else? I like it. I mean, I like the cast. I'm ready to I'm ready to move on from Mutants to Monsters, um, a series that came out of nowhere to my top five of television shows yeah. for me. Um, we did our 2019, 2020, you know, review, and I was like Witcher number two. I'm solid Witcher 1A, 1B with Mandalorian. I I'm there with you. It it was so good, and like I didn't play the video games. Or your your video game guy. Did you ever play the video games? I played a little bit of the the third one. Okay, I didn't get. It's been quite a while, so I had to like reinverse myself yeah. into uh, the product. Yeah, they said that uh, number three, the Wild Hunt, is probably the quintessential game to play. Uh, yes. You don't even need to play one or two to even figure out what's going on in three. And then they also said that. In the show, it's basically all three of the games yeah. into there, and then they're trying to branch off into the... I'm not sure if they're making a new one well, or a book. A lot of it is based on the books. Yeah. Uh, because the, the whole thing about The Witcher, and I've talked about this in nauseam to anybody who will listen to it, but the fact that Henry Cavill was a diehard Witcher fan, read all the books, played the games... Before The Witcher was popular, like before it was in the stratosphere of Netflix, why he was overlooked by 207 other actors absolutely blows my mind. In a world where The Witcher casting director said, no Game of Thrones actors. So that takes out half the British actors. Yeah. So like I read that Ian Beatty, who plays um, somebody in Game of Thrones, I can't remember, he, he's a knight. He was tried, he tried out and they were like, no, you're great, but we can't have you on here. Why in the hell was this man who played Superman, who was in Mission Impossible franchises, who's a fan favorite, who is huge body-wise and acting-wise, why is he overlooked? I don't know. Could you see anybody else in this role? Not now. Could you imagine Scott Eastwood in this role? Oh, no. They're like, what the hell? Like, And the funny, the funny thing was, like, I just randomly was on YouTube. That's what I do. And I saw a YouTube thing of him reading the book. Yeah. Sitting in the chair. And it was the best thing ever. And I'm like, I can't see anybody else doing that but him. Yeah. And, like, I, he, this casting is, is kind of like how I feel about Tony Stark and Robert Downey Jr., yeah. Captain America, Chris Evans, and Thor and Chris Hemsworth. This is that kind of casting. And I would love for, Marvel snatch him up, Captain Britain. Make him Captain Britain. Uh, the fact that he can get bigger than Superman to play The Witcher yeah. absolutely blew me away. Um, and this is actually this. I should probably preface this entire review with heavy, heavy medieval spoilers. 
because we're gonna we're gonna talk a lot about the characters. We're gonna talk a lot. I have a, a lot about the timeline. Yeah, because that really just threw me for a loop this entire show. When I when I watched it, I was just like, "What is going on?" This and that. Yeah. And then by the time I figured everything out, like I had to do like a double take. Yeah. And then, and then I was like, "Oh!" And then, like, of course, I read up on it, and then I understood why they did it the way they did it. Yeah, I was good until episode four, like when the porcupine man rolls in, and I'm like. What the hell am I watching now? Like, <laughs> the queen's still alive. And, like, in the beginning, you kind of feel like you like the queen. And she's she's a badass. And she's yes. going out there. And she's killing all the Nifgardians. And you're like, oh, this is this is going to be good. Like, she's a character that you can root for. You're going to feel bad. Like, I was upset when she died. Uh, yeah. Even though she took a Tommen from Game of Thrones route. Just walked out the window. Boop. Yeah, and, like, plopped on the ground. And her granddaughter sees it. And I'm sitting there. And I'm like, okay, I, I love where this is going. And I feel bad for her. But by the time episode four comes up, you're like, oh, wait, she sucks. She sucks. She, She's a child in a, in a grown woman's body who just likes to – She, I mean, she got what she had coming to her. Yeah. She made fun of the prince and he was like, you know what? I don't want your daughter. I'm going to kill you and I'm going to take your entire land. Yeah. And then, you know, Gerard's there and you're like, what is, what is happening? It was just so much – Right in the beginning that you're like, what is going on? Yeah, it starts. And then you have to like funnel through everything and keep your eyes on everything just so you know what's going on. Yeah. This is like when I was telling people to watch this series, I think I actually said these words to you. I was like, this is one you have, you can't look away from. Like it's something you, I told Chuck, you have to pay attention. This isn't one of those things where you're like vacuuming the house and it's on in the background. This is a, a sit down watch. You might need to take notes. Because it starts off and you get full Witcher. He's coming out of the wood, the water fighting that cracking looking beast, the thing from the quiet place. Yeah. And you're like, this is this is what I'm, where I'm at. And this was perfect uh, show for me to watch. My my baby was just born, yeah. and I've been with the baby overnight, so my wife can sleep uh, at night. So it gave me something to do, yeah, and something to focus myself on while I had the baby. Yeah, and this this is the first time in a while that I've said that uh, an eight series uh, episode or eight episode series is not enough for me. Yeah, because it ended, and I was like, "Oh, that's how you're going to end this." But let's let's go back to the, the very very beginning, and let's talk some of these uh, characters. Henry Cavill plays Geralt of Rivia. Uh, Geralt of Rivia. Uh, what did you think of, uh, of of Geralt? I really liked this character. Like in the beginning. He seemed dark and mysterious. You're, des- and you're describing me. I got it. That's what used always. to be on my Tinder page. <laughs> and then as you move on, you get more of his story and more of the part that he played mm-hmm. throughout the whole season. And then you're like, okay. like Because in the beginning, I was like, he just felt cold. Like yeah. a cold person. But as it moved on, I started to like him a little bit more and more because of the things that he did yeah. and why he did them. Yeah, and like he, he was definitely cold, and that was like the thing that they played on. Like witchers don't have emotions, and like you throughout the the eight episodes, you see that his emotion starts coming back. Yeah. Um, even like within, I believe the first episode when he meets Renly or Renfair, not Renfair. Yeah. Um, oh my God, what's her name? Renfrey. Renfrey. I got Renfair from Renfrey. He <laughs> he meets Renfrey, and you you kind of think he falls in love with her at that moment. You know, like he. You know what they say. 
you, you fall, like, you think with one head and you lose with the other head. Yes. And it seemed like most of Geralt's little time in his, uh, you know, his world was thinking with one head. Yeah. And it wasn't the, the big one on the top of his shoulders. No. Uh, on those muscular shoulders. Because he, he meets Renfrey uh, and he falls for her so quickly. And then he goes and you think he's going to kill Strigobor. Yeah. Who you walk in, like, you introduce this man. He's, like, ultimate troll. Where he's like, I'm going to make everybody naked in my house. And, and like, there's an orgy. Like, t- I've never seen so many orgies in four episodes of the show. <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> there are so many of them. Yeah. But, like, with Henry Cavill, like, I feel like, again, we talked about it. He was perfect in this. But the traje- uh, trajectory he had as far as becoming this emotionless assassin to a character not only do you root for it, but you feel for his losses. The flashback with his mother when he's delusional and he's he's dying. You're like... Man, how could somebody do that? Like, kind of left him on the doorstep and said, "Yeah, yeah." She didn't even do that. Yeah, <laughs> she left him on the trail. Yeah, like, yeah, if you make it, you make it. If you don't, whatever. And like, you know, he's definitely got attachment issues. Yes. And like, attachment is one of these things that kind of go the underlining themes of the show because Jennifer's got crazy attachment theories, uh, and so uh, and so does Siri. Yeah. You know, uh, is is Geralt your favorite character? No. No. Who? Who's your favorite character? It'd be crazy to think my my favorite character was uh, Jaskier. Oh my! Come on, <laughs> come on, come on! You, you gotta love him. Uh, yeah, but comedic relief, dude. If I haven't sung that song seventy five thousand times since December, <laughs> I, you know Chelsea Chelsea almost wanted to divorce me because she wakes up and she hears me singing it. I'm in the shower and I'm singing Tulsa Coin to Your Witcher. If it could be, if it was on Spotify, it would be my favorite track. Yes. Um, if I could have it as a ringtone, it would be my favorite track. And it would be my ringtone. Jaskier was who played was played by Joey Beatty, uh, was phenomenal. And he's kind of just explaining everything throughout the story. Yes. He's and, your narrator. And, and then it was just like the way he used his uh, words. He was just witty and funny. Yeah. And then he, I, I felt like he was there just to lighten up the mood for uh, Gerald. Yeah. And you're thinking like, what can a, a little noble bard do? You know what I mean? He's just, he's part jester, part you know struggling musician yeah and he really just gives you the exposition and he's 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 there to help and he's got that attachment he's kind of like um it's like little john to yes to gerard's um that's exactly what Robin i thought Hood. of and i i like that vibe I, I like the you know the the brotherhood that they didn't want like you know gerard didn't want the 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 deep down deep down he wanted them there yeah. but he didn't want to show it yeah and when when gerard was like I get out of here. What are you doing? Like he saves his life. And then, you know, Jaskier is like, well, I'm with you, man. Like yes. till the end. And, and he's like, no, get out. I don't want you. And he left and he fought him over a genie and like a, a gin. And it was just like, it's one of those things that like you're rooting for every relationship to, to work in this show. Yes. Uh, at least from like our main character side. And they yeah. all fall apart. And then the main reason that he was, trying to get him to leave at the end was totally different from what it was in the beginning. Yeah. He was there because he didn't want him to anything happen to him. Yeah. So he was like, if I get him to leave, then at least I know he'll be safe from yeah. what's going to happen. Yeah. And now he's like, oh, go, you know, I, he's got a, It's like that, uh, the end of old yeller where he's like, go get away, get away or I have to kill you dog. Like yes. it's when you like, you know you love somebody or something, and you gotta let them go, and you're such an asshole. Yes. Go away! I hate you. 
uh, it's just one of uh, it was it was a rough scene when I thought we were going to lose Jaskier like halfway through like every episode. I was just waiting for every episode for something to happen to him, and then he'd be like, "No." They they gave me like these shots from The Walking Dead, like when it's like one character face first, like facing the camera, and you're like the back of the head is exposed. I'm like, "Oh, he's gonna get an arrow right to the back of the head." But yeah, he was he's actually my third favorite character. Okay, Uh, uh, Geralt is my first one, Uh, obviously because one body goals, two I've never seen somebody with such a platinum style hair since Cisco that makes it work. And three, um, I just – he's the main character and you, he's given so much story and so much evolution that I have to uh, I have to like him. And, you know, you're following these three timelines for, for him and for Siri and for Yennefer and it gets confusing. And I guess that's where we can go next is the, the timeline with Siri and our thoughts on Siri who's played by uh, Freya Allen who I thought was a 12-year-old girl. She had to have been young I'm pretty sure when she, I first thought of it. I'm pretty sure she's 19. No way. Yeah, yeah, she's an adult. She's a full-grown adult. Because, like, I went to IMDb and I was like, how old are these actors? Because, like, one, the thing about the show is I only knew one person in this entire series. And it was Henry Cavill. I knew I knew him. And then when, later on when I, like, Googled stuff. Yeah. And I saw a meme of uh, the queen mm-hmm. and how she was in Last of the Mohegans. Oh, Jesus. That was, well, I mean, she's probably the one. Her and Malsack. Yeah. Man, how do you get the name Malsack? And, like, you know, you're a magician. How do you get the name Malsack? You could choose every name you want. You could be Raven's Wing. You could be Thornhammer Malsack. At least it's one of a kind. Is that? Yeah, definitely. No one else is claiming <laughs> that. Is that, you think that was, like, a birth name or, like, a chosen name? It was probably a chosen name. It was probably, like, one of those, like, you know how you get your stripper name by, like, your first pet in the name of your street? Yeah. It was, like, one of those. Like, like first pet, favorite part of your body. And that's what he went with. I don't know, let's talk Siri for a second. Um, she was cool, kind of, you know, played the the child role very well. Yeah. Where, you know, you're, you're figuring out that she has these unlimited powers, but she doesn't know about them. And, like, she's coming into age. And it's like, it's definitely a coming to age story with her. And then, like, they're like, oh, yeah, we're just going to let you go out there. And, like, one of the favorite things I had with Siri was when she's, uh, she goes to, like, I think it's called, like, Brocktopia or, like, Broccolia. Yeah. Where they're in the, the river or the, the forest. And... The shapeshifter, okay. who was super dark and super creepy. And I was like, oh, super creepy shapeshifters, which was a really good touch when they're like, we like this and like we do that. And I'm like, oh, you are definitely a hive mind. And I thought that that was neat. But uh, I really I really liked what Freya did at Asiri. Her timeline um, was confusing because like she centered around the current timeline. I guess her timeline her, was... Her- her timeline is basically the regular timeline of the the show. Yeah, she's like the streamlined timeline. Yes. Where like Geralt is the like there's some past stuff, but like I feel like he picks up in the middle of no, he picks up at like towards the end of Yennefer's timeline, who we'll talk about in a bit. But what did you think of Siri, who was my fourth favorite character? I liked her character. Uh, I thought she played it like you said, she played it well. To me, she was kind of gullible and confused because, mm-hmm. of course, she, she she's a child, yeah. so she she had some growing up to do. And then when you thrust a child into the situation that she was put in, 
there's going to be tough decisions that have to be made. Yeah. Like, how do you send a, let's say she's 15 in this. How do you send a 15-year-old girl out into a world that she's probably never gone to? She's been sheltered her entire life. Yes. That's like dropping Cinderella in Camden. In Camden. I say, all right, fend for yourself, sweetheart. Good luck. Yeah, it, it's it's not going to happen. And, you know, she, she was definitely a little bit of um, gullible, but she was also kind of savvy. Yeah. Like where they played that trick and we found out later in like episode like five or maybe seven or eight uh, where Geralt was escaping out of – or well, he was – right before he got captured. Yeah. Uh, he knew that Siri in the chamber wasn't Siri that he needed. He found her in the streets playing uh, jacks with some knee, uh, sheep knee bones. Yeah, where you've seen her do it in an earlier episode but in her own clothes. Yeah. And yeah, the first episode you yeah. see her, that's like your first introduction to her. I thought that they, they played that well. Her, like, again, it goes back to the timeline. Like, once I figured out the timeline, I was like, okay. Yeah, because it now just, I get it. The timeline just kept on going back and forth, back and forth between the three timelines. Yeah. And like, the way that she's like, she's had probably the most growing up. Like, we, you know, he, Henry's turning into a human. Uh, Yennefer has the best glow up. That's what the yes. kids are saying now. And uh, uh, Siri has the best grow up because she's getting to the point where she didn't know she had powers, who she has powers, who she can trust. She has to kill people. She has to fend for herself. And then she travels throughout. Like she realizes that she could have had a good thing. She could have settled with that family, stayed with that family. Had she stayed there just a little bit longer, uh, Geralt would have been dropped off at her doorstep. Like Uncle Geralt would be there. Uh, She knows that she has to find him. He knows she has to or he has to find her. But she doesn't know why she has to find him. You know, it, it's that whole promise of surprise that Hedgehog Boy and the princess uh, gave Geralt at the end when she threw up. She was like, he's like, that's who we're promising. You we're promising you our daughter. Yeah. And it was one of those things where you're like, how is this going to play out? Like, at first I was like, oh, it's his daughter. They both have blonde hair. Like, yeah. it's his daughter. No, not the case. She's part Hedgehog. But do you think it's his daughter? I don't think it is. Where do the powers come from? Did Hedgehog Boy have powers? I, I no, I think the the print the princess had powers. Okay, all right, but because no. if you remember the that scene where they're getting married and yeah. then she, she basically gets mad and then everything just that's goes, right, that's right. The everything princess. everything goes nuts. He's just a guy that was cursed. Yeah, and then when they fell in love there, his powers his curse went yeah. away. Do you think they can see if the baby? Before or during the time he was a porcupine? Dorn. Yeah, what a creepy, what a creepy person. That's that's love. That is true love. That is absolutely true love. All right, so with the timeline, we have everything moving with Siri, and now we go into what may be the most confusing friggin' timeline I've ever seen in any show. So I'm watching this, and I'm thinking, like, I told you, episodes one through three, I was like, all right, real time. Yeah. Like, I'm following it like a book. Page one gets you to page 30. And no, it's like page one, and then the next page is page 47, and then page 51, and then page negative eight. She was like in like like 200 year, years old. Yeah, because like, they, they talk about the, the cleansing, right? Yes. Th- that was like the, to Geralt, it's a, it's a huge like kind of uh, myth. Like, it's an urban legend that there was this big cleansing. Come to find out, Yennefer, who, when we meet her... They they call her Piglet, and like which like I'm like oh that's pretty brutal to call her Piglet before, before the facelift yeah before yeah, before the the womb lift because uh, <laughs> yeah but like she's she's a hunchback 
she's kind of un- unsightly to look at. Like, I felt bad saying, like, get her off my screen. And I regret it saying that because yeah. you don't want to be mad at the girl. You, you always don't want to be mad at the ugly girl because then she, like, glows up. It's not her fault she looks like that. That's right. And uh, you come to find out that she's half-elf. And that's, like, later in the in the season. But that all that stuff when she's hunchback was, like, seven – or was, like, 50 years – not 50 – yeah, 50 years before Geralt. Yeah. Like, when I first thought of it – I read first. I read that it was thirty years before. Yeah, and then I went back again down the depths of the rabbit holes, and I was like, okay, fifty. That, that would sound better. Yeah, than thirty. Like, and now that I'm like, we're talking about it, and we know it. Like, it puts everything together because, like, her storyline, she's getting a lot done in such a short amount of time as far as television screen time. And then they waited to introduce her until the second episode. Yeah, which they they said they did it because they didn't want to overload you. All that much in the first episode because you're already introducing Gerald, you're already introducing Siri. Yeah. So they're like, let's put hers off until the second episode. Yeah. It, it's, so it's not too much. It's smart because she kind of looked like Renfrey a little bit. Yes. Uh, and you don't want to have two very pretty brunettes um, first having sex with Geralt, uh, and and then it's like, oh wait, who's who? One's dead. Who's that? And you get confused. So I get why they introduced her that way, but like. They the whole thing with her is like now that the timelines explain, she's like easily one B as my favorite character because getting as much done as she did, you know, she went and had that the you know magic with consequences. I want yes. I want to be pretty. I want to go where I belong. But you can't have kids now. They take her womb out. She has her glow up. Her she's all that moment where like she walks into the ball and they're like oh. And I, my mouth dropped when she walked in. I was like, "Oh, good lord!" Um, and she, by the way, she's played by uh, Anya Charlotte, and uh, she's gorgeous. Yes. Um, so you're you're watching this, and you you're figuring like, "Oh, this is going on while Geralt is fighting those monsters." And it's after not Siri uh, runs away from the castle after the uh, yep. the battle. Well, they're fighting the dead queen, like that yeah. uh, that incest queen that was under. Like that was one. That was an awesome scene. That was so awesome and you know you're you're figuring out that yennefer is 30 years before Geralt. like when she is beautiful and doing her own thing working as a mercenary not mercenary but working independently and doing her own thing that's where we pick up with Geralt. yes because i believe his is 13 years before the battle yeah i believe yeah because because you you first see him going on the first episode as battle going on and you're like how is this going to work out yeah and then you slowly see they show the the past yeah um images and then you're like oh okay yeah because that that threw me for a loop do you think that this show would have been would have been better if it had timestamps no like if where you met jennifer as piglet like if that said because I think her date starts as twelve ten like that's her timeline. Uh, if it said twelve ten and then when we meet Geralt it's thirteen sixty three. Would that have been better or no? I don't think so because then with all the time jumps because that's just when they started. Then as the the jumps progressed, yeah, you would have had to have done that for each thing, and you could have had like multiple ones in each episode. Yeah, every episode is a different timeline for every character yes like you see parts of when yen is with with Geralt, and you're like oh yeah they're in love and you want them to work out and you know i personally think that his third wish from the Jin 
was to have a child with Yen. And he's kind of bound himself to her. So he's bound to these two women. He's bound to Siri as the element of surprise. or the Yeah, the element of surprise. And he's bound to Yen because he's in love with her. Uh, yet he doesn't have any feelings. I don't know. He's been convinced. Uh, whatever female pheromones is going on around there, he he's hooked. But with, with Yen, like, she she goes out and, like, figures out that she's being a pawn through the uh, Tasia. The, uh, the, to say. To say, yeah, the, the witch, the, the head witch. Uh, and then by Stregobor and the dude that was having sex with her when she was a hunchback. And then he, she's like, yeah, well, you're just essentially Indiana Jones. You like digging in the rocks. You're an archaeologist of magic. And I'm just going to go out there and I'm going to be uh, – I'm going to live my best life. And I'm going to kill people. I'm going to fight. And at the end of the day, she goes to the bottom of Sodom, Sodom Hill and just decimates Nifgardian elves or um, forces, not elves. And I think because of all that that happened to her in the beginning, it made her choose the opposite of what – they wanted her to do, yeah. and then that's what caused everything to happen at the end of the season. Yeah, I mean, she kind of started everything because, like, she didn't want to go to Nifgard. Yeah. And who goes to – like, in Magic, you, you, you always have Merlin, right? And he's – when you think Merlin, you think big white beard. He's the light, right? And then you for every Merlin, you have a Rasputin, like a dark, dingy, you know, probably lives in his mom's basement probably sniffs the chamber pots right that's the next character Frangilla. yes you know what i mean uh and i'm not saying that like she's a ratty looking chick but she's the dark wizard she goes where you know she gets the sloppy seconds and says you know what you guys didn't have any faith in me i'm gonna bring this whole establishment down and they really and she really did had yen gone to nifgar she would have been like okay we can do this we can we can control it i can keep this little this man baby in check but no Frangilla's like i'm gonna control this i'm gonna control this creep he's gonna have all these skinwalkers he's gonna have all these uh you know shapeshifters and we're gonna bring down the entire establishment and just just that transition between good and bad and then now yen wants to go and she has to really just unleash the beast yes and kills everybody at that battle and that was the best scene that that whole battle if she would have just done what she was supposed to do, all those people would have lived. Yeah, but I feel like this is like that take charge for like be your own woman. Like don't stay in your place. Like that's not your place. Create your own destiny. Yeah. And I'm cool with that because now like the story's evolved. Like this would have been a super boring series if she like went to this guy who was going to be verbally abusive and demand sex from her and she didn't want to have sex with him uh, and just be like, eh, this is it. The Witcher. You want to hear a funny thing about uh, the actress that played Fringe Uh Mimi Nindami? Yeah, she was actually in Star Wars. She played a resistant officer. Oh. It, it wasn't a big part. Huge but... role. Huge role. I remember her. With... <laughs> I don't remember her at all. But, I, you know, I think Fringilla is like one of those underrated characters. Yeah. Because, like, she is... She's going to be, like, the, the force to be reckoned with. Like, you always think, like, you know, Siri has to find... Um, has to find Geralt, and Geralt has his demons. He's got to fight all the monsters. Uh, are we going to see his mentor come back in season two? Rumors are hinting that it might be Mark Hamill. Uh, yeah, which would be amazing, right? I, I would love that. Um, but then you, you you forget that Yen doesn't have a per- she doesn't live in a perfect world. No. Yes, she's beautiful and she can use her magic and her body to her pleasing, but she has these people that are coming after. Her. All of the male uh, warlocks or, or mages and all of the female mages are like. 
either dead or against her because they lost a lot of people at Sodom. Um, Yen, um, Yen is probably my second, if not my top favorite character. And she's, it's not because she gets naked every single episode. She's my third. And then, of course, uh, Jer is my second. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you want to talk about uh, Tasia? Who, you know, you don't. I don't know where I stand with her. I'm undecided. Yeah, because she's like she's like that gray area. Like she, I thought she was gonna kill Yen. Like I thought she was Yen was gonna become like this huge fat hunchbacked eel. The way she just treated her in the first few episodes, just like like a reject. Mm -hmm. She uh, she did things purposely. The the piss. Uh, Yennefer up. Yeah. And I think that was for her own good. Yeah. Like, like saying, like, listen, this is what you're used to. You're used to people counting you out. You're used, when I met you, you're getting your ass kicked by the girls. Uh, your, your dad hated you and wasn't her dad. Uh, yeah. like, your, whoever adopted you hated you. Everybody discounts you because you're gross. You know, you have a hunchback, your chins, your cheeks inside your mouth. Like, you're gross. Yeah, she went to reverse psychology way of trying to motivate her. And come to find out, she might be stronger than Tasia. Yes. Uh, who's played by uh, Mayana Burring, who, again, somebody I had never even heard of. And I'm sure I've seen her in things. Like, when you look at IMDb, I'm like, oh, I've watched this. I've watched yeah. Peaky Blinders, and you've been in that. But, uh, man, she she's a gray area character for me. And I believe where we end up, she's dead at the end of the season, right? I believe so. Yeah, she was holding the front. And kind of gives in when Yen gives out. Like, she yes. just gives out all these presents at the end of the episode. She's like, and you get spikes, and you get impaled, and you get beheaded, and I'm going to kill everybody. Just watching the battle of that castle was amazing. Loved every second of it. Like, that was on, like, that was Battle of the Bastards good for me for Game of Thrones. Like, I'm watching this, and like I watched the first season of Game of Thrones, and I think it was an eight to ten. I think it was a ten, to, ten. Uh, ten episode run the first season, and I was like, "This is a great series. I like this. This one, I'm not saying it's better, but this one gave me a better reaction. I was like, I absolutely love this. Now I've read the Game of Thrones books. I'm beginning the Witcher books because okay. I because I want like there's like thirty eight thousand of them, um, and I want to figure out. But I found a way to to listen to them for free. Yeah. Yeah, but I also want to, like, you see, you're looking right at my TV. Under there is all the Game of Thrones books. Yes. Um, I'm a collector. If you're in the studio, there's a thousand pop figures staring at us with their soulless eyes. Um, I'm a collector of everything, and I'm going to get the Witcher books. Uh, but, man, uh, when it comes to, to this show, like I said, it gave me early Game of Thrones vibes. I had a better feeling after it. I definitely have a better feeling. If we're going eight to eight, this season was so much better than the last season of Game of Thrones. Yeah, again, the last season of Game of Thrones was just, I felt like, throwing together at a heap yep. just to give it an ending because they knew they could make money. Yeah, and they didn't know what to do. And, and like, because they had that, that two-year gap. But this yep. one was just, I, I felt like it was just perfectly done how it was. Like, you could have did 10 episodes, but I knew why they did eight because each episode was like 60, 65 minutes. Yeah. And that's, that's a lot of time uh, to be sitting between episodes. Yeah. It's not like Mandalorian where it kind of built up. It was, you know, the first episode's 14 minutes and yeah. like, then you work your way to 55 minutes. This was, they were solid hours. They weren't long hours. Like, no. uh, I'm currently watching Dracula on Netflix. Oh, okay. And they're like an hour and a half, hour and 45 <laughs> minutes. But they are a long hour and forty five minutes. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like it's a it's a a long watch, but a phenomenal watch. I put that on my top five for the season, uh, for the year. 
and it is paying off, man. Okay. Uh, if you're, uh, it's creepy, scary. Like it's not like jump scary, but like they build fear, and I, I really like it. So let's go. Let's go to our ranking, and then we'll go to our fan cast. Yep. Um, I'm putting. I'm giving this a solid five. five. Okay. Five out of five. Where are you? I'm at a five also, and it was it was kind of funny. Like my wife loved it. Yeah. She watched it too. We didn't watch it together. Like with any show that we watch. She can't wait to watch yes. if she's into it. Like, we watched the first two episodes together. Then I think, like, she got it because I was watching it. Yeah. And she was sleeping. And then she got caught into the last uh, part of the first episode. Yeah. No, no, it was the fourth episode. Yeah, I remember you texting me, like, yeah, Monica's halfway done the season. And so I got ahead of her just because, uh, like, she was sleeping. I was awake. I, I just got into it. I wake up. Four hours later, and she was like, guess what? I'm ahead of you now. I've right. watched six episodes. I'm like, geez. Yeah. Like, she'll just jump up and not care <laughs> the, the, the finish it with me. But you know what? I was like, that's great, because then I can just watch two episodes. Yeah. And then we wound up watching the last two together. Yeah, the best two. Yeah. Yeah, those last two were sick. Um, and she was like, I, I like this. Uh, she, she didn't think she was going to like it until... She watched it. Yeah, it's the same thing. Like when I told Chelsea, I was like, we're going to watch The Witcher. And she's like, what's it about? I'm like, oh, monsters. And Henry Cavill uh, is bigger than he was in Superman. And he gets in a bathtub. And she's like, I'm in. And we watch it. And we watched it within maybe a day and a half. Like a Friday night, we watched like five episodes. And the Saturday, like I go to bed at like nine o'clock now. Like I get so tired after work. But whatever. We don't. This isn't the uncle corner. Um, But by Saturday, we were done it. And we were like, we want more. And then I went to. You know, this was renewed like a week before it was released. And I was like, season two, it's coming. Yeah. It's got to be 2020. Nope. 2021. Got to wait another year. (sighs) But you know what? In the meantime, it's going to be a slow build. We got a bunch of shows that are coming out that we like. Uh, As as far as I I am concerned, I have uh, Dave coming out with Lil Dicky. Okay. Chilling Adventures of Sabrina is coming back this month. Picard starts this Monday that already already passed, which would be – you know, the 13th. Yeah. Um, then you got all the winners. Uh, you got Wanda, Wanda Vision. You got Winter Soldier. Mandalorian Season 2. The Boys Season 2. You've got- I'm one of the few people that actually like Discovery. They're, they're supposed to be coming out. Yeah. With the Season 3. Are you going to watch Picard? Yes. Yeah, we're going to do uh, on Galaxy Wars. We're actually, me and Tom are going to review Picard as uh, our follow-up to reviewing Cats. Oh. oh, man. What a shit show that was. And you know who else is going to be watching that? Chuck. Other than Chuck? Who? Your favorite wrestler? Cody Rhodes. Yep. Cody Rhodes is going to be watching it, and everyone knows how much I love Cody Rhodes. But let's go to a show that you like, and I put this on here specifically for you, uh, and that is Supernatural. Yep. Where does Supernatural rank as far as TV shows for you? Is it number one? No. Uh, It's definitely not number one, but it's in my top five. Okay. Of all time? Not all time, just- Current? Like, like current. Okay. I could probably put it all time just because it's been out so long. Yeah, 15, 48 years. Seasons. I was, we were still in school. Yeah, we were, what, started like 01? It's, yeah, it started in 01, I think. We were freshmen in high school. I think that was when uh, Smallville was in season four, yeah. was uh, season one of uh, Supernatural. Yeah, they, they I played back to back, right? Yeah, because, uh, no, season five, because uh, Jansen Ackles was in season four of Smallville. Who do you play? He played uh, Lana's uh, boyfriend that uh, that they met in uh, Paris. Okay, and then he moved to uh, he moved over uh, to Smallville and coached 
I believe it was the football team. Okay. I can tell you right now, at KatoriCon, Chuck is losing his mind that we've talked about Jensen Eccles for at least 30 seconds. He hates him. I don't know why. And he's going to hate he's going to hate my castings for these these characters too. <laughs> he's he's going to hate yours. He's definitely going to hate mine. He's not he's not a small field guy or a, a supernatural guy. Uh Tom posted on Galaxy Wars page that he was just going to start Supernatural. I was like, "God, man, you got a long time." Like, oh my. I watch Supernatural as much as I possibly can. Um I think it's single-handedly kept the CW uh, operate, uh operational before the superhero boom. Yeah, because like, uh, when it came out, it was before CW. It was it was WB. I, I, it was still WB. Yeah, uh, me and my dad used to watch Supernatural. So that same here. Yeah, it, it was. It's a father. It was a father son show. Yeah, and that was before I knew about Jeffrey Dean Morgan. It was before I knew about all the other stuff that was going on. But I I took four characters, um, and you took six. Six because it's your favorite show, uh, one of your favorite shows. I'll I'll go with. I said do Marvel. Uh, yeah. But I did DC for them too, uh, because I forgot what I was talking about. Um, but I'll let's start with our boy Jensen Ackles, okay. who I think can translate to superhero ro- uh, world very well. I think the leads, I think Sam and Dean can transition yes. very quickly. Um, I went, I'll go for DC, and then we'll go for our Marvel. For DC, I went Red Hood uh, because okay. it's obvi- an obvious choice. He wants Red Hood. He's played the voice of Red Hood. Yes. Um, but the problem is, what Batman does he play against? He would have been perfect with Ben Affleck. Robert Pattinson, he's older then. That's a problem. You can't have an older Robin and a young Batman. But I digress. The, the, the funny thing, though, is if, like he could have did really, really good with the Conroy version from the yes. Crisis. That, that's, a, that's a missed opportunity. That's, that's one of the things that I was really upset about is not having uh, – like even if just like when um, Constantine goes to Lucifer's bar. Yes. I would have liked to see instead of two sexy girls walk out. I would have liked to see Sam and Dean walk out, pissed off, and said, "And you know, Lucifer's like, oh bollocks, get out of here, boys." Or, or at least have them like walk walk in or out, like, and then show the badges. Yep. Yeah. I mean, we ha- listen. We have two episodes left. It could still be possible. Yes. I mean, that would be fantastic. It's they've wanted it. I mean, Amel and Padalecki and and Eccles wanted it. But who'd you pick for Marvel for for Jensen? For uh, Eccles, I picked Moonlight. Moon Knight? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Chuck hates you. Yep. No, that's okay. <laughs> well, yeah. We did. We talked about that on um, last episode, actually, because we were casting Moon Knight, and yes. I shared your opinion. Also shared that you said Seth Rollins, uh, which <laughs> didn't get received well, but who no. knows. Uh, I can see Moon Knight. I didn't go Moon Knight because I'm I'm 100% on board with Daniel Radcliffe. Oh, and so am I. Uh, I went with Human Torch. Oh. Because, like, I everybody wants Zac Efron. And, like, I feel like that's a simple choice. But... I don't know. Maybe Zac Efron's not the right choice. Maybe. And listen, this isn't my first choice for these characters. Yeah. I'm given four characters and I picked who I think they would best suit yeah. as. And uh, then he, he just had the personality of his character and Supernatural. Yeah. yeah he'd be in, similar. Yeah, exactly. He's arrogant. Yeah. Uh, and listen, on my dream board, Jensen Eccles doesn't hit the, the top 50 Marvel characters. Uh, I know a lot of people want him as Cyclops. I can also no. see that. I can see it. Cyclops is a D-bag, and yes. I feel like Jensen can play a D-bag pretty well. All right, let's go, Jared. I'll go with my uh, DC uh, character. I went with Mr. Miracle from the New Gods. Okay. Uh, tall, slightly athletic, slender, muscular body. Um, I like Mr. Miracle. He's one of my uh, favorite comic book reads from a couple years ago, and he's in all of DC stuff. Yes. Who'd you go with for Marvel? I went out there, and I went with Gambit. Oh, oh. I didn't have a cat named Gambit, and Gambit <laughs> is my favorite X-Men. Yes. 
how can Jarrett Pedelecki do a Cajun accent? That's the hardest thing. That, Steven Seagal can do it. Yes. Steven Seagal can do it. He can be fat gambit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he Steven Seagal's superhero is like Ham Sandwich. That's what his name is. Yeah. Uh, I'm not mad at it, Dan. No. I'm not mad at Gambit. He's not my first choice, but I'm also not mad at it. No. Um, I went with Adam Warlock. Okay. Just with the current hairstyle. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, just- and there's been people that, um, like, like I go on the down the rabbit hole, yeah. and I'm just like, oh, what would other people say? And some people said Adam Warlock. Yeah, paint him gold. Yeah. He's good to go. And, you know, uh, Elizabeth DeBecky, who played uh, Adam Warlock's sister, uh, wasn't wasn't a huge actor, and I don't think you really need a huge actor for a Guardians movie to play. Yes. You know, you have big actors to as your ensemble cast. I feel like he he's recognizable, carries a strong fan base. It would work. Um, Misha Collins, uh, who plays uh, Castile, I went very simple uh, with both these characters. I went Constantine in the DCU. Uh, listen, I love Keanu and I love Matt Ryan. I've met Matt Ryan. Keanu's on my dream board, but I feel like Castile. Uh, Misha Collins can wear a really good trench coat, and he—I mean—he's played Lucifer before, yeah, and he's played Dark. I'm gonna go with uh, Constantine. Who'd you pick for Marvel? Oh God! Oh God! <laughs> I went Captain Britain. Okay. Yeah. Can he? Well, listen. I've said Simon Pegg is Captain Britain, so yeah. anything's possible. Can he get big? I think he could. How old is uh, Misha Collins? Like in his forties? He has to be. Okay. I listen. Anything is possible yeah. at this point. Um, I wouldn't be mad at it. you know who I went with. It doesn't mean I. It doesn't mean I want him to play. It just means like I got you. Yeah, uh, you, you try to fit him into a, yeah. a role. I got it. Um, I went with Dracula. Ooh. In the Moon Knight series. So if we I get like our that. wish, Jarrett Panalecki or um, Jensen Eccles as Moon Knight. Yes. Reunited with Misha Collins as Dracula in the series. Imagine if they did that in, in one of the last episodes. It, oh. it wouldn't happen, but in Supernatural, the way they, right. they do episodes. He's like, what are you off to now? Going to go play a superhero? If they can have Scooby-Doo up in the episode, they, they can have this. They, they, I don't know if they can have this, just <laughs> just because of yeah. uh, uh, rights. But let's go Mark Shepard, who was probably the hardest casting for me. He plays Crowley. Um, he's an old, chubby man. He's not that old, but he's 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 a chubby, bearded, scruffy, dirty-looking dude who's great. Yes, like, I, I say all, say all those terrible things, but he's a fantastic actor. Um, for DC, I picked a role that I thought he would fit in, and I went with Mad Hatter. Okay, crazy out there, wild. Um, you can you don't have to be the the huge Jervis Tech from yeah. um, Gotham. Who'd you pick for Marvel? Abraham Whistler. Abraham. Oh, from Blade. Yeah. Okay, him and Mahershala Ali. Yeah, I like. It. Is Chris? I would still like to see Chris Christopherson yes. do it, but uh, is he even alive still? Chris Christopherson. It's been so long. I, I, get, I don't even know. I get him and um, Jeff Dan- Jeff Bridges confused. Okay. Um, so you know that's that's where I'm at. I went with uh, Mole Man. Oh, from uh, Fantastic Four. Oh my God. I you know why not? You know he's uh, he's yeah. not a I don't know. Do you think he's a recognizable face? I think he is. Okay. Mm. I like his personality, definitely in the show. Yeah, like the comedic relief uh, with his character, the way his character started to the where where it progressed. Yeah, and, and, and the series, of course, you kind of have to when yeah, fifteen seasons. Yeah, and you, I mean, you definitely if you're going to keep them on for so long, you definitely have to yeah. make, make some changes to your your acting and whatnot. Um, Chris Christopherson is still alive, by the way. Uh, he's eighty three. Oh my god! Uh, so I don't think he'll ever do. Whistler again, but it would be fun. 
All right, last last two for you. I don't know who you picked. Uh, okay. I'm on IMDb. Did you pick Jim Beaver? I did uh, Alexander Calvert. He played Jack. Okay. And, and then how many episodes was he in? He was. He's been in the last uh, three seasons. Okay. And he played the son of Lucifer. Okay, I see him right now. Yes. Okay, he looks like he could be a writer. <laughs> yeah. In many things, a handsome guy. And for the fan, fan cast, I picked Morph. Okay. Uh, I just, From X Men. Yes. Okay. I I liked him in First Class. Morph. He he was a yeah. He really didn't get a lot of vibe. Okay, so uh, your boy Alexander Calvert was an Arrow. Yes. Played Lonnie Macon. Um. So I don't. I don't know who I would cast him as. I mean, he could go Beast based on his IMDb picture with yeah. glasses. It looks like Nicholas Holt with long hair. Yeah. Who, by the way, Nicholas Holt added to um, James Bond movie as a mysterious villain. Oh, or no, uh, Mission Impossible. Okay. Yeah, uh, which is awesome. I love Nick Holt. All right, and who was the last one you picked? It was uh, Ruth Connell. She played uh, Rowena. Or, or Michael. She played Michael at one point? <laughs> Every okay. character played per, per, like several uh, voices in the show. But, Ooh, can, uh, can I guess? Jean Grey. No, I was thinking that, but then I wanted to go out there. Okay. I didn't want to go too obvious. Are we that going, would have been obvious. Are we going X-Men universe? Yes. Rogue? No. No. Uh, Mystique? No. All right, go ahead. Uh, I went Lalandra Naramani. Oh, you went out there. You yes. went like to like the Z yes. characters. You're like, maybe should have appeared on Gifted. Yes. That's where you went. <laughs> All right. I, listen, I'm I'm not mad. I don't know either of those actors, so I can't be like, oh, these are phenomenal I, I just found out that like that she played the voice of Merida and Brave. Yeah. I, I just found I, out. I'm like. I know that what? character. I do know that. Yes. One of my favorite princesses, uh, just because she's badass and she's yeah. an, an archer. One uh, of uh, Monica's favorites. Yeah, she's awesome. All right. That's our episode, Dan. Let's, uh, let's wrap it up. Do the plugs. Hold on. Chuck's calling in live from... Kirikokon or wherever he is, he's in Anime Land. Uh, let's let's touch base with Chuck. Sounds good. Hey, buddy. Hey, man. Hey, uh, you're live on the Active Geek Podcast with. Uh, I'm live from Gatorikon 2020. Yeah. Um, just so you know who you're talking to, it's me, Jim, your buddy, your co-host, um, yep. and also sitting across from me is the Ginger Devil himself, uh, Dan Bakley. Say hello to him. The one and only friend of the podcast, Dan. Hello. Friend, that's how. That's actually how I introduced him. Uh, was friend of the podcast, Dan. Um, so, all right. So you're at KatoriCon 2020. Uh, yes, I we, am. We plugged it last week, and yep. um, is it uh, what? What's it closest represent uh, representation to? Is it KatoriCon Anime World Disney World or Anime Flea Market? Uh, Clementon Park. Oh Jesus, that's it. For anybody who does not live in New Jersey, Clementon Park is just a hyped up carnival that actually just went out of business. So R.I.P. <laughs> to my childhood. No childhood of uh, joint it's actually not that bad um it's it's really spread out okay. which is uh different um it's at different buildings tonight there are a lot of panels um ag right now is in uh the anime trivia game show which is basically anime jeopardy all right is uh, jeopardy james there no jeopardy james is not there speaking of jeopardy that- speaking of jeopardy have you watched greatest of all time yet uh, yes, I have watched. I didn't watch last night. I watched the first two. Oh, so good. So good. I know we bond over Jeopardy. But anyway, continue with your coverage. So uh, there are a lot of cosplayers, um, a lot that I have no idea. Um, <laughs> and AG is dressed up as uh, the ultimate gamer from Danganronpa. Okay. Uh, 
sounded like you sneezed. So <laughs> uh, God bless you. Uh, uh, so overall, as, as somebody who's never been in a anime kind of world, you and I have seen anime cosplayers throughout our uh, our journeys through co- Comic Cons. Yeah. What is what's the 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 vibe like there? Young, very young. Are you the very... oldest person there? Uh, yeah, actually, I am. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I am wearing an anime shirt though. Yes, a Star Wars anime, correct? Star Wars anime still counts. It, it does count, um, yeah. But a lot of co- lot actually more cosplayers than you see at a normal con. Really? Yeah, and so today is the. Um, it's kind of the startup. They said it's not that big. Tomorrow is the big day where there's vendors and all kinds of stuff. Um, I'm trying to convince AG to go to a Bob Ross Memorial Art Contest. <laughs> so uh, that's later on tonight. There's uh, Show Me Your po- Pokeballs. I, I do that like every other Thursday. And then tomorrow is something that I'm interested in. It's called Dragon Jedi. Awesome. So um, it's, it's in- interesting. Yeah, uh, it's a definitely different vibe rather than like I know um, they have an Atlantic City Anime Con, which is probably more of what we're used to. Yeah, um, this is more of an open layout, different panel rooms, different. Um, they do have a karaoke room that is actually being used for D and D right now. Awesome, D and D is not anime. Uh, a little disappointed. Is that where uh, the anime anthropologist is? Maybe. Maybe. Okay. So. The main complaint I had about this, and I'm not there, and I'm just an old man sitting on his stoop, but 36 bucks, you can't buy a single ticket, and there's no vendors on the first day? Yeah, no vendors today. That's kind of disappointing. Um, yeah. Um, there, There's a couple things going on, like art shows and stuff like that, but yeah, tonight definitely is um, no vendors, and tomorrow will be it, – it's a way bigger uh, layout. Okay. And Because there are certain buildings that are closed right now. Okay. Uh, so, it uh, luckily it's only twenty minutes away. <laughs> yeah, and good. I don't have to drive that far. And you but, got good uh, weather. Yeah, great weather. I don't have to wear really wear jackets. And so, um, and she's in skirt and cosplay stuff. So yeah, yeah. she's she she's having a good time. Um, she's just she's actually the youngest cosplayer here. Great. Uh, most importantly, she's having a great time. Because this is for her, it's not for you, not for us. Yep. But you know, you are working, and for for us right now. So I want to make sure that you know we're represented, so the brand can stay strong. I have my business cards in my fanny pack right now. You're the man, fanny boys for life. Uh, last thing, couple things before we get out of here, because I know you want to get back to being a family man. I got one family man here, and then you family man on the phone. It's like family man hour. What's the level of cosplay? Like, are we talking like a high C, or are we talking like A level? Like, this is like legit good cosplay. Um. It's it's C C level. level. I mean, there's there's some really good ones, and there's some that's like, oh, okay, okay. Um, so it's it's kind of like a con, you know. You get your good, you get your bad, you get your, you know. I haven't seen anything that blow me away yet. Okay. So I don't think it's at that level. All right. Um, but it's a lot of teenagers, you know, throwing stuff together, buying like Alana, buying, um, small, cosplays, so stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, like cosplay brought to you by Amazon. Yeah. All right. Listen. Be careful taking pictures of uh, these cosplayers. Get an age waiver. Yeah, uh, I think as of right now, it's going to be uh, pictures of AG. And that's all that matters, my man. That's all that matters. Um, and then we will post them on her personal Instagram, which is AG 
cosplay, and I will as well on Chuck underscore the Active Geek. Awesome. Um, last thing, I'll let you get out of here. We're reviewing The Witcher. Uh, you're going to be on at the end of the episode, so we've already given our our full scores at the end. You've seen the whole season, right? Yes. Where do you rank it, one to five, as far as stars, not shows? Uh, I would say three and a half. Wow, three and a half. I can't wait to see where we're at with that. So, uh, yeah, Chuck, man, I, I really appreciate you taking some time away from uh, your family to call in and talk to us through uh, uh, Funky Dory Con. And I want to thank a friend of the podcast, Dan, for uh, filling in my shoes today as uh, I'm able to work this con. Always. He's doing a great job, Chuck, so uh, you should be worried. (laughs) (laughs) All right, buddy. um, I'll see you in the same bat time, same bat station next week. All right. All right, man. Stay frosty. All right. Bye. See you, dude. See you. Well, well, Dan, it's it's that time, man. Uh, That's our episode. Uh, We're going to go to the plugs. We've had Chuck call in three and a half stars. Uh, we're going to need to talk, Chuck, when you when you hear this. Um, maybe it's the timeline. Maybe me and Dan helped a little bit with uh, with explaining it. If we didn't and you're still confused, well, let us know on all the social medias. The Active Geek on Instagram. Uh, just search for Active Geek on all social medias. Uh, like and rate and review our podcast on uh, wherever you find podcasts. Next week, we're going to be back uh, minus Dan. Dan is going to go back to just getting shout outs until the next episode that we have him on. Uh, But next week, we have a lot of trailers to talk about, uh, Chuck and I. We're going to talk Birds of Prey, uh, some other TV trailers that came out based on some comic adaptations. But the big, big thing we're going to do is uh, we are going to talk Crisis on Infinite Earths because it's back. It's back on the 14th. Um, Are you pumped for it? I'm ready for it. Did you see the new new, new, uh, poster? Not yet. Look at the new poster. Tell me what you think about Oliver. Kind of alludes that he's the Spectre. Yeah. Uh, something I've been talking about since the summer. I went down a rabbit hole with that. And they oh. went with the beginning monologue of the episodes. Uh-huh. Uh, it gives that speech. Yeah. About becoming something new. Oh, okay. So I became the Spectre. Yes. That would be awesome. Yeah. I would be. That would be awesome. I'm not mad at that at all. But I will say this is this has been fun, Dan. Thank you for for coming on. Uh, thanks for having me again. Uh, um, definitely going to happen again. I can assure you that. Uh, but that's it uh, for the Active Geek Podcast. I'm Jim. I'm Dan. And we are out. <laughs>